Hey guys, it's Sim, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here on the 6th of June, 2022, for the wrestling wrap-up. It's a handful of, excuse me, it's a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. First, today, new, today's stories do go. We do have one, two, three, four, five, six different things we will be talking about talk about Cody Rhodes his injury from last night well not from last night but his injury that came to light last night we're going to talk about Stephanie McMahon possibly being pushed out by WWE and not just her taking a leave of absence what's going on with MJF and Discovery Warner Media not wanting him on advertising and Adam Cole and CM Punk latest about their injuries as well but with that I want to say thank you for joining me here if you are watching live Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. If you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can be like new Jeffrey recently did with Amazon Prime. You take that Amazon Prime account Take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. If you already have Amazon Prime, then you don't have to pay any extra, and you get a lot of cool things like free games, you get free stuff for games, and you get, well, one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching later on on YouTube, or if you're just a subscriber on YouTube, don't forget to hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Last week, we did give you our graphics packages for both Hell in a Cell and for WWE or NXT in your house. Also, remember that you can get all of that as well by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Unlimited. It more directly supports us when you subscribe at Patreon, and it's in an easier area for you guys to find everything. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Button's still not working. Whether you're buying a new game, buying an old game, claiming one of the free games, or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or even, or even Fall Guys, well, it's going to ask you if you have a creator code, and you do, it's PW Unlimited. Remember, the new season of, of Fortnite just dropped yesterday. They're vibin' season. And not only do they have the vibin' season that you're, needing, you're gonna need to buy the um, Battle Pass for, but they got a new crew pack as well with a very dope Power Ranger-looking mech skin. So uh, drop some money on those, and don't forget to put code PWUNLIMITED down when you're getting all your V-Bucks and stuff on Fortnite for, you know, the new season that just came out yesterday. But with that, we've got a lot to talk about. And let's kick it off. With talking about Cody Rhodes and his torn, I want to say torn bicep right off the bone. Now, the first thing I do want to do is I want to actually link you guys, and I will put this in the description and whatnot, but I want to link you guys to a video, a very interesting video. I want to get the guy's name right who made this video, Brian Sutter, MD. He actually goes into depth on the injury to Cody Rhodes, where he states that Cody went out there with a torn bicep, 
He talked about the differences in torn biceps, the major, which is basically from your pectoral region, your chest, your nipple, and all that, all the way over here to your bicep. That's your major pec. And when you tear that right off the bone, which it's not actually technically what he said, tearing just right here off the pec area, you're also tearing it off the bicep, which is why you see the bruising all along the arm as well. It's you tear it, it's bleeding, and then the bleeding causes the bruising. So it's all in here. And then there's the other one, the minor, which is down here and a little bit up connected towards your shoulder. But he stated that I've seen a lot of people online saying that the doctor who cleared Cody Rhodes to go out there and wrestle with this injury should be fired. And he said, to be honest, there's a couple things you got to look at. If Cody already knows he needs surgery and knows that it's completely torn off the bone, he can't do any more damage to the injury. Like the injury is as bad as it's going to get. He said, yes, Cody will be in extreme pain. And depending on how long ago the injury happened, he's not going to have much mobility in the arm. Now, the rumor is that the injury did take place on Friday when Cody was weight training. And he said that if Cody only had the, you know, tear on Friday, then it's not actually all that bad for mobility. He may still have a little bit of the mobility because the actual swelling is not where it's going to be by the, you know, the impotence of the injury. It still hasn't finished swelling. And because it still hasn't finished swelling over the last two days, He's still got a more mobility than you would by like the end of a week or by the time you go in for surgery. He also said that this is not fake. This is not, oh, they put a bunch of makeup on him to make it look like he injured himself. He said one way to tell that you have torn your pec is to look straight on at your nipples or whoever's nipples it is. And whichever one is the torn pec, that nipple, maybe not by much, but that nipple will be drooped down a little bit lower. So say, you know, these are my nipples, my fingers here. And on Cody, he said that you kind of couldn't tell because he's moving around so much. But in one shot, he was able to freeze frame. You could tell just slightly down, just slightly down. And he's like, that's one fail-safe fail sign of just being able to look and say, that's a torn bicep. He said, plus, when you look at the pec, or not torn bicep, torn uh, pectoral muscle. He said, also, when you look at the pec, you'll see less definition in it. It'll be more rounded instead of more like defined and chiseled area. And he said, Cody's, you can see some of the swelling already and how more rounded it got instead of actually defined. So I will link you guys. Actually, let me put the link in the Twitch chat if you guys are watching live in Twitch. We can get you the link there. But it's a very informative video about Cody Rhodes and his injury. I will put it in the description when I post this on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, you get the description there. And I will, after we finish this live video, I'll tweet it out as well. And I'll put it in the community tab on YouTube as well. So you'll have different areas. It's like a six minute video, but it's very informative. And I think that especially if you're someone that's on the fence about this saying, Oh, he wasn't really injured or it might not be really that bad. Watch this guy's video. But as far as Cody and his injury do go, we do have an update from Fightful where they wrote the following. The noticeable injury added to the story between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, with many questioning whether or not he should have been able to wrestle. After insisting 
Cody was able to compete in the Hell in a Cell main event. And after that, told the All-State Arena audience, excuse me, told the All-State Arena audience that he was going to address the injury on Monday. He is scheduled to be on Raw tonight. And we do have a video of that promo that Cody did cut up right now on the PW Unlimited YouTube channel of him just saying, hey, I'm sorry I couldn't give it everything. I'm hurt, but I'm not going to go into much detail now. I'll give the full story tomorrow night. Now, Skyfall does state that sources near Rhodes state that as of this morning, Monday, Cody is slated to undergo surgery to repair the torn pectoral muscle this Thursday. Now, when you ask how long is he going to be out of action, there's a little couple of things we can look at. In WWE, both Triple H and Elias have torn their pec and were out for only five months. Now, John Cena also tore his pec and was back in less than four, but John Cena is a fucking machine. John Cena is a machine. Um, when I was saying last night, minimum three to, five, three to four, that was minimum three to four for a regular person that's not going to go out there and need to do extra rehab because you're going to be an athlete, athletic, doing things athletically. But five months could be that sweet point for Cody. If both Triple H and Elias were able to come back in five months, I could see that. Because a lot of people last night were saying six months, six months, six months to, to eight, six to eight. A lot of people kept trying to say six to eight, six to eight. But, you know, Cody, for as much as we know as far as him and his workouts and how dedicated he is to those workouts and his training and all that, I can see Cody getting back in five months. I can really see it. Five, six months. So if that's the case and he gets surgery this week, June, July, April, uh, July, I, I, wow, that's wrong. <laughs> June, June, July, August, September, October, November, end of the year. Looks like Cody could be out for the remainder of 2022 or for most of the rest of 2022. Well, I think he will be out for the most of the rest of 2022, unfortunately. So that means all those summer plans that we were hearing about, him facing Roman sometime down the line and this and going, not going to happen. Now, as far as the reaction to Cody and his performance last night, WrestleVotes actually tweeted out the following, stating, I've had multiple sources reach out this morning with exemplary words for the performance Cody Rhodes put in last night. Credit to Seth Rollins as well. Yes, credit to Seth Rollins for having to carry that match. And WrestleVotes goes on to state, those at Gorilla were said to have, quote, loved, all in caps, loved the match. A modern-day, all-time classic Hell in a Cell that WWE will treat as much going forward. So, you know, that match last night, even if... I said it on my review. That match last night was a great match. But even with Cody being injured, it actually ramped up the intensity of that match. It ramped up the holy crap of that match. To see Cody do the things that he did in that match hurt, knowing that he could barely use his right arm. Damn. But as of right now, it looks like Cody will be undergoing surgery this Thursday to repair the torn by uh, the torn pectoral muscle. And then we'll see how long he's out of action. A lot of times you can and this happened like with Finn Balor when he tore when he did the shoulder injury. They told him you'll be out for five months. They got in there and go, Oh, it's worse than we thought. So hopefully they don't go in there and tell Cody, oh, it's worse than expected. And there we go. But Five, six months seems like that point of recovery time for what Cody's going to need. And we'll see how it all does go once he does have the surgery later this week. 
as far as WWE does go. We got a little, let's get some more WWE news. And this first one pertains to Stephanie McMahon and her quote unquote leave of absence, or if that's what it's really actually is. Because now it's being said that maybe she was forced out and maybe forced out a little by her own papa. So, in a new report from the Business Insider, they actually wrote the following stating, and now what the. Um, here we go. They claim that Stephanie McMahon's leave of absence was orchestrated partially by her father, WWE CEO and Chairman Vince McMahon, as part of a behind-the-scenes shakeup at WWE. Um, one source that spoke with Business Insider confirmed a recent report of those questioning Stephanie's performance at an executive level. The source stated, quote, Family or not family, we've got to get the right people in place. As for those reasons, Vince McMahon and WWE felt that they needed to move on from Stephanie. The report states that the company felt that they were underperforming in ad revenue. Stephanie being the chief brand officer, it's her job to go out there and get sponsors. It's her job to go out there and get the most money they can from the, that she can from those sponsors. And it was felt like now she ain't doing an adequate job. WWE expected to be making at least $100 million in ad sales and brand partnership deals annually hoping to match what the UFC does, and that wasn't the case, as a source stated, quote, we weren't seeing that growth. When someone is moved out of a company, it's usually the result of something not working. We took stronger control of the last few months, of that, of that over the last few months ago. While no statement in the article confirms that Stephanie will not return to WWE, it is stated that uh, she claims that she wants to return, and it implies that she may very well be done with the company, though, as some see this as her exit and not just a leave of absence. So we'll see how this all does go, but it does seem like maybe she was forced out a little bit because she was underperforming in her job, not bringing in enough money that the company actually wanted. So, ugh. and for them to say, quote, that where was the one line? Um, her leave of absence was orchestrated partially by her father, WWE CEO and Chairman Vince McMahon. As part of a behind-the-scenes shakeup at WWE, that's really got to hurt. And Vince said this on the Pat McAfee show recently, quote, I've probably expected more from my family members than, other, than of other employees. You have to do the right thing for the business. If the person isn't working out, they shouldn't be part of the company. So, uh, and Dave Meltzer also had a little bit more on this as well on the FRW um, forum stating, quote, her, as Stephanie, leaving was 100% her choice. She had been talking about that with close friends from when Paul had his heart issues. That said, key people in the company, once she was gone, did want, did want to bury her on the way out. That shocked a lot of people, including me and those close to her. When I noticed... When I noted to someone very high up in the food chain that the burial was starting, they told me that if they did it publicly, it would be career suicide, only to find out that they had already started the burial and it was coming from the top. There's a much bigger story here. The company outright wanted to bury her, bury her here. 
something happened after she left. Clearly, the company did a total 180 about her from two weeks ago after she left. They never... Excuse me. He, he uh, closes it out by saying, they never even did that when Barrios and Wilson left the company. So, something's going on where they wanted Stephanie out, and now people are like, yeah, this wasn't her wanting to leave. This wasn't her decision. It was, she wasn't doing an adequate job, and that's what's now sounding like. Sounding like maybe she didn't do the adequate job. Um, Mr. Bangs in the chat says, who takes Steph's role? Well, we know that right when she left, Nick Khan was going to take some of those duties. But eventually, the word was that they were going to hire somebody else as the new um, chief brand officer. They stated just for the time being until Stephanie returns. But if they're saying that Stephanie wasn't doing an adequate job, then maybe they ain't wanting Stephanie back, and they're going to hire somebody to take that role full-time. So as of right now, I don't believe anybody has been officially hired for that role. But it is very interesting. And actually, hold on. Let me just see one thing. I know Jeff Jarrett was recently brought in to help on the, you'll actually run the, um, wait, wait, wait. This is interesting. Okay, there's a new report here that I see. It says, this is from Wrestling Inc. It's hard to believe. It's only been a little less than three weeks since Stephanie McMahon stunned the wrestling world and her colleagues by announcing she was taking a leave of absence from her position as WWE's chief brand officer. The upheaval continued since then, with WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett being brought in for an executive role and reports emerging of McMahon's abilities as the CBO being questioned. Today, WWE has announced another new executive will be joining the company via a press release on the promotion's official website. WWE has hired Katherine Newman as their new executive vice president and head of marketing. The move notes that Newman's part of WWE senior leadership team, according to the release, and uh, notes that she's part of the senior leadership team and will oversee marketing, brand, community relations, and others in that area. So there we go. There's Stephanie's replacement. Katherine Catherine Newman. Because when it says right there, she will be overseeing marketing, branding, community relations, and other areas. That's Stephanie's job. They're just not calling her the chief brand officer like they did for Stephanie. They're calling her executive vice president and head of marketing. So there we go. There's Stephanie's replacement right there. But we'll see if she comes back. I don't know. She said in her tweet, it's a leave of absence for now. Like she's, whoa, whoa, hold on. Let me pull up that initial tweet. I want to read that initial tweet again. So Stephanie McMahon on Twitter. That initial tweet did state, as of tomorrow, I'm taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifelong legacy for me. And I look forward to returning the company that I love take love after taking this time to focus on my family. So she said she wants to return. She's focused on returning. But if they've, you know, they didn't want her there, 
but she wasn't doing an adequate job, maybe she won't be, quote, returning anytime soon, if at all. That really stinks to hear. It, it really, really, really does. Speaking of money coming into WWE, WWE makes some good money on these Money in the Bank tickets. According to WrestleTix, Money in the Bank basically sold out at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. It says right now they have set up the building for 12,088 seats with 11,850 already distributed. That's 98% of the tickets out. 238 tickets were still available as of... Saturday. This is as of Saturday. So that's very interesting that they are going now with 12,000 when initially they had Allegiant Stadium set up for 25 and had 16,000 distributed, which is the interesting thing there. They had 16,000 tickets out for Allegiant Stadium at one point back on April 24th. And now they're only trying to get 12,000 for the MGM grand. That's very interesting. And I guess maybe they felt like it was going to look too sparse inside Allegiant Stadium. And that's why they moved it to the smaller building. So, whew. We'll see how that all does go. But I think it said that 9,000 of these tickets were sold in pre-sale with the, L, with the rest in general admissions tickets. Also, Tony Khan, now this is, we don't know the exact number, but Tony Khan had stated that double or nothing tickets did over a million dollar gate. Now, according to Dave Meltzer, they have not sold as many tickets for money in the bank. And this is adequate because, or comparable because they're both in Vegas, but WWE has not sold more tickets for money in the bank than double or nothing did, but WWE is selling money in the bank tickets at a higher price, which means in turn, with selling less tickets so far, have already made more money on their tickets than Double or Nothing and AEW did, which is very interesting to see that the markup did not discourage people. So that's another interesting thing to look at. But before we continue, I do want to talk about the sponsor of this video, and that's going to be, well, Manscaped. Support for Pro Wrestling Unlimited is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric ball trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent over 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 4.0. The fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's skin-safe technology, advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. I know a lot of times you say, yeah, I nicked myself because I was rushing. Well, with Manscaped, you don't have to rush because their premium battery lasts up to nine hours on a single charge, which means you can take your time, not nine hours, 90 minutes. I read that way wrong. 90 minutes on a single charge, which means you can take your time and not have to rush. Also, one cool thing, the coolest thing, is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with a quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about that charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening, 
then go ahead. Go to manscaped.com right now. Your junk will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use code PWUNLIMITED at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use code PWUNLIMITED at manscaped.com. Also, as Mr. Bang says here in the chat, it is just for balls or for beards too. Well, you can use it on your beard. Now, the thing, though, is it doesn't have guards on it, like different sizes. So it's either trim it flat, you trim it all off, or, or nothing. You can use it on your beard if you're just looking to straight get rid of it. But I don't know if you want the same thing touching your balls on your face. But Manscaped, 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com when you use code PWUNLIMITED. Your balls will thank you. And trust me, I know. I got one. and I use it at least once a week. As we move forward, we got our AEW news block here. Where first, we're going to talk about CM Punk. So CM Punk on Friday actually announced that he's injured and needs to take some time off and have surgery. Now, CM Punk did not state what the actual injury is. He did not state anything other than, I've got a broken bone. Now, the what's the word I'm looking for? The thought going around. The rumor is something to do with his foot. He injured himself on Wednesday, and according to Dave Meltzer, Wednesday evening they knew something was wrong but didn't know the severity. Then come Friday is when they finally knew how bad the injury was and that it required surgery, hence why kind of it all seemed last minute, like last minute of, oh, crap, Punk's hurt. We got to get something up here on this show to say it. Let's go. Now, according to Dave Meltzer, though, on Wrestling Observer Radio over the weekend, Meltzer did state that he asked about Punk's injury, and basically people were like, we don't want to talk about it. But what he was basically hinted at is that Punk may not be out that long. Punk may not actually miss too much of action, hence why they are not having him vacate the title. But Meltzer did state from what he was basically told, because of the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, they wanted to make sure that some sort of a AEW world title match was on that show. So that's why they're doing the interim title match. Now, initially, the world title match on that show was supposed to be CM Punk and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, they're going to do something where it's probably going to be Moxley and Tanahashi for the interim title. But Meltzer did state that from everything he was able to gather, it looks like Punk could be back in time for All Out in September, if not maybe full gear in November. He said that if Punk was going to be out any longer than that, any longer than like four to six months, then they would have fully stripped him of the belt. But because they didn't fully strip him and just said, we're going to crown an interim champion and Punk will face the interim champion when he comes back, it is believed that Punk will not be gone for more than four to six months. So that is good to see. That is good to hear that the belief is that Punk, well, isn't going to be out for a long time and that it's not a super severe injury, just bad enough to where he needs surgery. But then again, for some reason, they won't tell us what the injury is. They won't tell us what's broke. All Punk kept saying is, I got a broken heart and a broken bone. Like, come on, guy. Come on, guy. And Punk even said it. I wanted to vacate the title, and Tony Khan told me, no, you're not. I got confidence confidence in you. And that's what led to a lot of confusion, like Jericho on commentary going, he's going to have to relinquish the title. And then Jericho did go on Twitter and go, you know, I was wrong. I misspoke. 
he's not relinquishing the belt. Now, speaking of more injuries within WWE, not WWE, AEW, we got to talk about Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole was injured. And this is another one we still don't know what the actual injury is, but Adam Cole was injured at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view and was pulled from last week's AEW Dynamite. Now, as far as Adam Cole returning to action, Adam Cole is actually going, is actually going to be kept out of action until the upcoming um, Full Gear, not Full Gear, the upcoming Forbidden Door pay-per-view. The F and the F screw me up. According to Dave Meltzer, on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, he stated, I was told, probably no Cole until Forbidden Door. They're going to let him rest up. Now, again, we still don't know exactly what the injury is to Adam Cole and what caused it, how bad it is and whatnot, but the belief with him is that he will be back in time and ready to go by Forbidden Door. Could be better earlier, but they're not going to risk anything. They want Cole on Forbidden Door, and they're not going to risk anything. Pertaining to what Cole is going to be doing at Forbidden Door, that we don't know. We don't know what match he's going to be involved in because they're keeping a lot of this very close to the chest, close to the vest, secretive. Our Rob Bubba in the chat says, what location for All Out? I would assume Chicago. I would assume either Sears Center or now it's the Now Arena. Now Arena or United Center. Tony Khan has stated All Out traditionally will be Chicago every year. But it's going to be hard because WWE just ran Chicago with a sold-out crowd. Forbidden Door sold-out crowd in Chicago. Then, like, four weeks after that, they're going back to Chicago for All Out. Like, crap. A lot of big shows in Chicago in the next two to three months. But with that, Adam Cole is expected to be kept out of action till Forbidden Door, just so that way he can heal up fully and no worries of him accidentally getting hurt again. Final news story we do have to talk about today is just another development in what the hell is going on with OMJF. So this morning, Monday, PW Insider revealed that a source within Discover or Warner Brothers Discovery or Discovery Warner Media, I don't know exactly what it is, within Warner Media, Warner Brothers Discovery, had told them that an etiquette had been issued to remove MJF from all promotional work regarding AEW programming going forward. While MJF may still appear in some advertising as footage of him is removed, all MJF footage is reportedly being replaced with other AEW footage as of now. This comes on the heels of MJF being removed from the intros on both Dynamite and Rampage going forward. Now again, it is still not known if this all is a work or if this all is, you know, real life stuff. Is MJF gonna get his release? Is, is AEW fed up with him and said, hey, you're out? It's very weird that it's not like a Tony Khan move where, okay, if this is a work, we're going to go full in on work and we're going to remove him from advertising. No, I don't think Warner Brothers Discovery would also be in on the work as well and then be leaking this info saying, hey, um, we're doing this with MJF or actually we're not doing this with MJF. So it's very interesting. And all, point, all signs do point to AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery relationship being strong here and being, I guess you could say, on the same wavelength when it comes to this MJF stuff. They don't want to promote him if he's not going to go out and do his job 
properly. So again, this is another development in the MJF story, which is just gets crazier every day, like legit crazier by the day or every other day or so far. There's something new coming out with this GD MJF stuff. And it's just like, what? Now Warner is getting involved saying, oh, we don't want him on any posters. We don't want him in any promotional videos. Commercial on TBS, commercial on Rampage. Nope. Oh, talk about him during the NBA finals. Nope. Basically, it's all that. So, yeah. Very interesting that now MJF, after being pulled from shop.aw.com, all his merch being pulled, being pulled from the roster page, being pulled from the Dynamite Rampage intros, now he's being pulled from any and all advertising. Whew, that's rough. And we still don't know if this is all real, all a shoot, or if it's a very, very, very elaborate work. We still don't know, but we will continue to follow this MJF story as we have for the last week and a half now. And if we do hear anything else on the relationship between MJF, AEW, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and so forth, we'll have it for you right here on Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But with that, guys, that is going to wrap up the wrap-up. Now, I know tonight we do have Monday Night Raw, but I'm going to double-check because before we went live, nothing announced. Let's check WWE's website really fast to see if there's anything since we went live announced. Nothing so far. Let's check WWE's Twitter. And I know I haven't gotten the email yet on this is what's going down on Raw. So we know Cody said he'll speak, but that's really all we know. Um... Still nothing. Mm, yeah, still nothing on tonight's Monday Night Raw and what we can expect. Miss and Mrs. tonight, though. Mrs. and Mrs. right after Raw. Season 3 comes back today. I'll be watching that for sure. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. If you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, Or if you're watching later, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited or on podcast platforms all around the globe like anchor spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, apple pod google pod and so much more so with that guys have a great rest of your monday we'll be back live tonight for a for for a review of monday night raw so have a good one guys and i'll see you next time